Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. of July and welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. That's right, we are coming to you on Independence Day. That's when we're recording the show this week. It's a glorious day out there. It's sunny. It's it's nice out. It's not too hot. It's not like last week. It's warm. It's nice. It's going to be a wonderful day. Of just hanging out with family and cooking and grilling and watching fireworks and having a wonderful time. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, siree. No, we are here to talk about this week's biggest horror movie news and all things horror. I'm your host, Spooky Mike C. And with me, as he is each and every week, it's a little known fact that he was in fact present for the signing of the Declaration of Independence. He's rich. It was a hot ticket, man. I'll tell you that right now. Lots of people there. Lots of fans of Ben Franklin. Yeah, that one went viral, I believe. Dude, Ben Ben Franklin was a big, big pimp back in the day, man. Was there a lot of cell phones and YouTube and and stuff like that going on at um, that point? A little bit. I mean, it was like the original versions. They were a little uh, more clunky. They had like a pad paper. Yeah, we basically sent it by uh, a a carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. That's how you tweeted back then. That's that's the origin of the name tweet, by the way. Yes. Because the bird, you know, it tweet tweets. Tweets. As it flies away with your message to take it to hopefully the right person. Yeah. Sometimes it ends up at the wrong person. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Those birds. Sometimes it's a message in a bottle. Once again, sometimes that also ends up with the wrong person. Yeah. That's how you get creepy stalkers because all of a sudden, you know, they think that you're into they're you're there that you're into them. So they want ye are ye old hardwood. Oh yes. And uh yeah, no. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a it's a crazy time. Doing Do anything fun for the uh for the big day. I got to go to a little barbecue. Day. Barbecue. A little barbecue. Barbecue party. BBQ. You know? well, who, who doesn't barbecue on the 4th of July? I'll tell you who does. The Sawyer family. Oh, they definitely. They know I how to barbecue. Last night. I you watched the original that? Texas Chainsaw last night. You was going in. You're going in on the originals. Making it happen. That's cool stuff. Yeah, it was uh, one of the movie channels. It was my Saturday night viewing. Uh, I think it was the movie channel, actually, TMC. They have uh, every Saturday night, they have Splatter Day on Saturday. And uh, they show two horror movies back to back. It's uh, This week, it happened to be the original Texas Chainsaw and the original Carrie. So it's a good double feature. Nice little good Saturday stuff. night. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's like I hear. I see you're looking at our good friend uh, Dino from yes. Rex to Rods. Yes, yes. I had, a, I had a, a message on there, so I didn't know if it was for the show or not, and it wasn't. So. we got to get together with him soon. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. One of the best people I've ever met. Yeah. Love that guy. With that being said, though, notably not here by his absence yet again is, of course, the professor. But you know what? It just saves you because this is all that would happen anyways. Move this man! He uh, allegedly got stuck in a sticky situation and has not <laughs> unstuck himself from it. So, therefore, he will not be here this week. But that's okay because we just saved you. Uh, how how uh, how does his normal response go? Oh, I, ah, oh, ee, ee, oh I, I don't know this one. You know, you sound like the never dying vampire from Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> like you remember the you remember Paul, Paul Rubens? Rubens. Played? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's basically the like. professor. 
that's that's, uh, that's so yeah he was supposed done. to be here but um like you said he got stuck in a sticky situation um well we, we might as well just come the, right out we, with we, it we wish him all the best luck yeah we might as well come out with it and just you know tell them exactly what happened okay he um he had a date yes he did and um he uh said that he couldn't make it in because of the date going well date went well yeah Except I, he woke us up and texted us and told I, us that yeah, he just until, wasn't going to be able to get up and around. Until until he did that, I thought that it went like Gerald's game. <laughs> <laughs> he, she he, was Gerald? Yes. She's, she, he's she, all, she died. He's all tied up to a bed somewhere. <laughs> he's handcuffed to a bed. He can't get to his phone. But then no. he messaged us. So that, take, that takes it off the table for last night. I can just picture that now, seeing him chained up like this. Hey, guys. Hey guys, this isn't Surrey, funny. Surrey text. <laughs> guys, call um, call the professor's mom. Uh, well, you know, hey. <laughs> his mom his mom has seen way kinkier things with you, Mike C. You don't even want to know the half of it. <laughs> with that being said, though, yes, he will not be joining us, but that's okay cuz we got a big show big including show. including the first week of George Romero July. That's correct. So, uh in the second half of the show during Talking Horror, we will be Discussing and reviewing the amusement park, the lost film that is now on Shutter. It's now found. We will we will be discussing that in Talking Horror to open up the month of July for movies that we will be reviewing by the late great George Romero. So, with that being said, uh, you know what though? We got to kick off the show because I'm sure we got some new news for these fine folks. Absolutely, let's do it. Yes, the perfect song for the 4th of July and for the horror movie news. Now, as I'm listening to this song and we were we were joking about playing Hall & Oates earlier, uh, <laughs> I'm now like, man, I could probably put some things behind, like in front of that and, and make it a fucking segment all the time. Yeah. It could be a theme. It's great. It's amazing. One Man-eater. of these years, we're going to be Hall & Oates for Halloween. We should. You and I. Maneater yeah. by Daryl Hall and I, John Oates. I can do my best to, to grow out that mustache, but... Ugh. I think until recently, they were... I think they still are the duo with the most... But uh, until recently, I think they were the they had the most number one singles in the history of Billboard. Really, dude? Think about how many hits they have. Like, I would have thought the Simon and Garfunkel would have had that distinction. No, no, no. Think about look at these hits. You have Man Eater. You make my dreams come true. I can't go for that. Out of touch. Uh, Private Eyes. Rich girl. Uh, she's gone. Uh, and I think that it ended up being like twenty seven or twenty eighth hit number one. Really? Even like even like Sarah Smile and stuff like that. That was on. It was it, dude. They were fucking super. Successful. I love Hollow Notes. That's too, a band I would go see them to this day if they ever were touring in this area. So, oh yeah, absolutely love them. Yeah, but I, that's, I agree. That's not isn't what that crazy? We're, here to talk we're about, not here though. to talk about music. We're just giving you that as a little extra because Man Eater, Man Eater does fit in because it fits yeah. into the horror genre absolutely. She only comes out at night. She only comes out at night. That's yeah, right. and and she's a man eater. She's looking for a bite. Yeah, absolutely. True, that's a true story. That's that is true. <laughs> it is. Been there a thousand times. Oh, oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. I've been there once. I've been there a thousand yeah, times. Rich. Say, Let oh, me just tell you. Here she comes. She's a man eater. That's right. Oh. I'll sing it for you. There so we're, we're toying with the idea of starting our own show. Uh, <laughs> where we just sing the sing the hits. You know, if we had a podcast, Rich and Mike booyah. sing the hits. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> we should think about doing a podcast. We one should of these think days. one of these days. All right, well, let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. So we got a bunch of things to talk about. Not one giant story here this week, but a lot of little things that we can talk about. So uh, the first thing that we're going to discuss is I know you've seen it and I, I've seen it. The first trailer for Don't Breathe 2 came out this week. Intriguing. 
That's all I'm going to say. Intriguing. Yeah. I think that uh, they did a better job than uh, Halloween Kills on not giving yeah. away the entire plot of the fucking movie. There was a lot there still, but... There was, but you'd have to... You there, there there were some questions that needed to be answered. Yeah. I felt like they answered them, and then they gave you a little tasty tasty, but you don't... I don't think from watching that I knew exactly what's going to go on in the whole movie. Yeah. I still feel like there's a lot to be seen. There was a lot there that kind of looked like stuff from the first movie. I think so. I think that... Uh, I, now, mind you, they've guaranteed this that this is not a prequel. Yeah. But I don't know. It looked like a... <laughs> like, kind of did. But you know what I think they're doing? Ah, I'm going to get it. This is my thoughts. Just from watching that trailer, seeing a lot that looked like the first movie, right? I think we're going to get flashbacks. Yeah. I think we're going to... This is going to be a real sequel, but then there's going to be some flashbacks to fill in some uh, story gaps. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. Um, so basically, it wasn't exactly the the... the Everything kind of leading up to this, they've been saying it's a house in the middle of the woods. That house was like on a street. I was going to say, we were in a city. Yeah, it didn't look like it was in the middle of the woods. Maybe it's maybe there's not much around it. I don't know. Well, but also, maybe maybe they go somewhere else. It could be. because Once again, they're teasing the shit out of it. Yeah, like because said, the house gets set on way. fire. The people that break in actually set the house on fire yeah. that he's living in. And they abduct a little girl that he's taking care of. And he is going on the hunt to find the girl. So maybe they back. run to a house in that the could be which they didn't show but right. once again proving my point <clears throat> that they did a good job of not showing everything right. um i the one thing that i, I was kind of worried about with this whole thing is that man the blind man as he's called uh was very very much the villain of the first movie they kind of tried to make him look like he was the victim or the anti-hero at first in the original yeah, movie they fucking baited and switched you yeah they did because he was absolutely the villain and one of the worst villains ever i mean just and i don't mean worse like poorly done i mean he was just like a bad 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 man and he's a bad man he was a very bad man and so you know when when you hear about the story for this one they make him sound like he's going to be a good guy taking care of a little girl you know, I know you told me, you know, we, we, we talked about this a little bit. You're like, you know, it could be another bait and switch. It may not be what it is. And one thing that the supposed bad guys in this movie, the, the guys that take the little girl away, the little girl, they kind of back her into a corner and she's, you know, she says whatever she says. And uh, the, the kind of like lead bad guy says to her, something along the lines of, you know, whatever you think he is, he ain't what you think he is, sweetheart. So it kind of makes you think, okay, he's going to end up being the bad guy again. Probably. Probably trying to bring her and raise her so he can do what he did to the girls in the first movie. This re this reminds me of a horror taken. Yeah. Kind of in a way. Yeah. Because think about it. He's, they, 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 they capture the girl, and now he's going to find her. Yeah. And he's going to use a certain set of skills to ensure that he gets her back. So wait, wait, Liam Neeson is going to be in this movie? Uh, no, no. It's Does he have a particular gonna, set of skills? Because only but Liam the Neeson. Blind, the blind man also has a particular set of skills. So there's two guys that have a particular set of I, skills. I mean, I think there's a lot more that got trained in Special Forces. Oh. So I feel I feel confident in this. But yeah, I think this could be very well, that's what they're kind of setting up. Maybe kind he'll of pull like off a, a mask, Scooby-Doo style, and ooh, it'll, be it'll be Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, with a particular set of skills. Little, yeah, but I'm just saying, if you think about the setup from what we've seen, I feel like that's probably, probably the setup, in my opinion. That he's going to take off his mask and it's going to be No, 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 no. It's going to be kind of like a horror taken. Yeah. And then there's going to be a twist. Oh, what a twist. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's I guarantee happen. there's going to be a twist. Uh, one thing I didn't have in my notes, and we didn't talk about this in our uh, pre-production here today, uh, was there was uh, kind of like a couple of tweets. There was an article that came out, and there were some tweets back and forth, but um, Fetty Alvarez um, made a comment. He tried to be polite about it, but somebody asked him why Jane Levy wasn't back for this. 
And he made some sort of a comment about how miserable she was in the first movie and that he didn't want to put her through that again. And he tried to paint this nice picture about what a fantastic job she did and what a great actress she was and that she's really found her calling on television. She's found her niche <laughs> in TV. Backhanded compliment? Exactly. And she fired back on, on Twitter and basically said, well, you're right, I wouldn't have done this movie. You know, and kind of went on to why she wouldn't have done it. Because he was a pain in the ass Stanley Kubrick to work with him, I'm guessing. Is that what she it said? It was more or less like along those lines. But uh, so there's a little friction there. And she was in back to back movies of his, and she was outstanding in both of them. Um, you know, but he tried to try to make it like a warm and fuzzy backhanded compliment, like you said, and she was not happy about it. Well, you know, obviously there's there were some uh, feelings, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some feelings. And, uh, I think that there's probably some feelings built up over time. I mean, she did a lot of crazy shit in his film. Oh yeah, so I can she understand did a lot of not her being. Own stunts in it too. I could I could understand her not being exactly happy about the shit he put her through in yeah. movies. I mean, she was in Evil Dead. Yeah, and then and then apparently of, of everything breach. you heard about what he put her through on Evil Dead, because I remember when that came out, she talked about how just brutal that was because of yeah. what he put her through. Apparently, what he put her through on Don't Breathe was worse. Yeah, it paled in comparison to, you know, with, with what happened in which is, uh, Don't which Breathe. Which is crazy if you if, if you think about it. I but, would think the evil dead she went through more. Yeah. But um but she basically said, you know, don't don't paint me into this corner like I can't handle it. You know, I'm a strong woman. I can do whatever I want. You I'll know? talk shit about you, bitch. Yeah. Eat that. What about your Texas Chainsaw remake, asshole? Yeah, I know. <laughs> or sequel or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know that we're getting that. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't know that we're point. getting what, it now. What about that producer extraordinaire? Yeah. Maybe he should have directed hey, it. What about what about Evil Dead 2? When's that coming? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Some shots are fired and, you know, up. He's, he's done a good job with those Listen, two movies. I want to see him become a big time horror movie director. But I absolutely. I'm with you. I, I once think again, he's kind of like, all okay, joke, I did two big ones. All joking aside, because of the Jen, Jen, Jane Levy stuff, both of them are very talented. Yeah. No, no taking Away, not taking away. I love Jane Levy. And all jokes love aside, because I like to make some uh, jokes here. But think about it. I would. I, I was hoping we were going to get Evil Dead too. I was hoping we were going to get. You know, we did get a Don't Breathe too. But like, I was hoping we'd, we'd get that as well because it, yeah. it was a very good story. And I was. And I was really actually excited about the Texas Chainsaw thing when I found out he's going to be a producer. I feel like Fetty Alvarez though is, is. I think he's mixing too much shit up. Yeah, being a producer here and there and trying to be producer extraordinaire and then fucking trying to still direct a little bit. I think he needs to stick to what he's good at. And that's directing. I agree because I don't know if he's good at producing. And the reason I say that is because the movie that he was about to put out the big budget horror film he was about to do is now fucking up in hiatus. Yeah. And he went through two sets of directors. Yeah, they yeah. fired the first ones after what a week of filming, two weeks of filming. Yeah, and then allegedly, allegedly, they weren't letting the director who took over edit the movie. Oh jeez, that's what, that was what's that's what's going on right now. He wanted to edit the movie, and Alvarez is like, "No, I'm going to edit the movie." Wow. So I feel like he's more trying to direct from the producer's chair. Yeah. And I don't know if that's uh, like if you want to be the director, just be the fucking director. That's my my point. <laughs> or maybe the directors did such a bad job that he's trying to step in and make it right. I mean, uh, yeah, which I'd be okay with if it ends up being a good but, movie, right? But here's the problem: it, that's never the case when there's friction between the director and the producer yeah. over cutting a movie. When there's too many cooks in the kitchen and you got people fighting with each other, you get Halloween six. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get the producers putting out their cut, and you get the fucking director later. putting it. Yeah, and you have the director's cut that was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but this way, the producer's cut was slightly better. Yeah. That's it. Halloween 6? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
It's a better I mean, story. It's, 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 a, it's a bad movie regardless. Yeah, it's, it's not good no but matter at least, how you look at it. At least at we it, flush but... out the story more, whether you like it or not, right. in the producer's version. Right. Because, I mean, the producer's version has some weird shit. Like, uh, yeah. Michael knocks up his niece. Yes, he does. <laughs> so that kid that they're uh, saving is the incestuous <laughs> love child of Michael Myers. Between an uncle and his niece. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. And then, and then like, the way that they feed him. We should do a whole thing about this, probably in the future. But the way they defeat him is they put him in a ring of salt. With those stones. Oh, yeah. Remember? That's and right. he stops. And I've only they, watched that version of it once. But he yeah. transfers the thorn curse onto Dr. Loomis. Yes. Like, no. We're like, how does this happen? No. How is that even a possibility? No. <laughs> he's just stopped. That explains those nows at the end of the yeah, uh, theatrical they, cut. By the way, they had to use those because, remember, yeah, he, he passed away. Yeah. So they couldn't even call him back to reshoot the finish. That's why there's a couple scenes in the movie where it's actually a stunt person yeah. playing Loomis, and they shoot it from behind or from an angle where you can't yeah. tell. Yeah, the scene where he confronts... Uh, the doctor yes. uh, in like you see him from behind and the doctor That's, in that dark room yep. after he reveals himself. Yeah, because that came that, that was shot after because the director yeah. shot it after because he didn't want to use what was used in the producer's cut and the producer's cut. It's a different shot because that's the original shot of the movie. Yeah, and it was him. And then they used his vocals for the now <laughs> from when he got the thorn curse, not because right. Michael was disappeared. <laughs> that should be our new theme music for the show. No, no, just anyways. over and over. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I think that's what's going on here. But I, he, I definitely don't think it's a good look to take shots at your actress that chose not to go back. Yeah. And uh, good on her for retaliating, though. The writer kind of got in and tried to do a little bit of, uh, like, saving the situation. He was just basically, he said something along the lines of their vision never included her. It included it being a completely different story. Well, I, I'm and that's why so. she wasn't back. And, you know, it's just that that was their vision from the start. So he tried to do a little damage control so then with that it, means, but, By the way, that means Fetty Alvarez had no reason to say any of what he said. If that's true, yes. And so the writer, well, it is true because the writer coming in and saving it and trying yeah. to make the save basically was like, well, we were writing it in a different direction anyway. So that yeah. means all he had to say is, oh, she wasn't in the movie because we never wrote her in the movie. We were doing a different, yeah. it's a different story. Yep. Like, it takes place X amount of years in the future, different story. You know, she's gone. It's not like he went and hunted her down. He didn't yeah. care. He just went, you know, he went on with his business of creating a child. Right. And uh, here here we are. Okay. So that makes it even more like, yo, he's a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That is a dick move to throw somebody under the bus. And what, she's the wrong person to do it to because I do follow her on Twitter and she's a very, very... She has no filter. She's a savage. She is a savage. She's got no filter whatsoever. She tells it like it is, and she doesn't care whose feelings she I'm lo- hurts. I'm lo- I love that. So I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to respect it. But I, I just don't. I I, I don't understand. She's why the wrong you do person to, to mess with. Unless he was trying to get some free publicity. Yeah. Because like like her shitting on him. Get you know. Even though she's dunking on him, it gives him some fucking right ground. Right. Yep. Who knows? No. Like you said, net positives, negatives. It doesn't matter. It's all good. Yep. Criticism is good as long as you get criticism. It's good either way. I mean, I prefer good criticism, but. We've seen negative criticism pays off like a motherfucker. Yeah, so that's true. It, like in Hollywood and in, in show business, especially, man, it does. It really doesn't matter as long as they're talking about you. Right. Well, we're going to move on to what is really truthfully, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. I mean this. My favorite part of the show, my absolute favorite thing to talk about. And that's Halloween Kills. Oh, that's amazing. I love talking about Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. You of course, know that. We, of course, we have very differing opinions on this. Yeah. I'm yeah. still very hopeful, and I, I, I'm enjoying and what I I'm just Although, I, I was I very critical it. that they showed off way too much in the trailer. Yeah. But outside of that, I've always been, hey, we're pretty, you know, I, I'm still liking it. Yeah. You, not so much. No, because no, I love it. That's why. I, I just can't <laughs> wait. The opposite word of love. Yeah. Well, uh, we now know when it's going to be making its world premiere. Uh, Halloween Kills will have its world premiere on September 8th at the 78th Venice Film Festival. 
Tickets on sale now in Venice, Italy. In Venice, Italy. If you're going to be in the area, drop by. Um, All of our Italian listeners, somebody go and then report back to us, please. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, my relatives over in Italy, because I'm Italian. You know, well, if so they're going to be by, you know, let us know how but it goes. I, they don't live near Venice. No. No, my family's from like the Rome area. Oh, so. my, mine's, mine's from the island. Ah. <laughs> yeah. um, the other story with this is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming she's going to be on hand for this. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be a virtual I, I thing or not. I hope so. But they're, so. they're going to be honoring her prior to the premiere uh, by presenting her with the uh, Golden Lion for Lifetime Achievement. I hope she shows up for a Lifetime Achievement. Award. I would hope so. I mean, she, uh, she made kind of a funny comment. She's like, I can't believe that I'm old enough to, to be receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, I mean, she is, and she's had a lifetime of amazing work. She no has. Matter what, no matter what, and I'm not just talking about in the horror world. She's done great horror movies, obviously. Oh, yeah. But she's also been in great comedies. She's been great in great action regular films. movies. She's great. I mean, I even like True Lies. I love True Lies. True Lies oh, is, she's is, great. Is great. She's the good. whole movie's great. Uh, you know, of course, uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of her in Trading Places. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's great in that movie. Yeah. And that's a comedy, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Eddie I was Murphy, just watching Dan that. Aykroyd, come on. Yeah. Can't beat that. I just watched that recently. A great movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. But, you know, and of course, we know her as the Scream Queen herself. The yes. original Scream Queen. Yes. But, you know, it's basically a little over a month, actually a little more than a month um, before it actually hits theaters. We're going to be getting reviews. And something tells me, just like the last one, they're going to be singing its praises. It's going to be all roses and butterflies and rainbows. And it's going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened. I, I, it's a 10 out of 10. I got I to gotta jump in here, though, Mike. I, I just got I to. I, I, I have to do this, finally. When does it stop being everybody else and start being you? <laughs> like everybody else, and I'm—I mean, I don't because sing his praises. Everybody else loves it. Ready for this? I don't sing his praises. I don't love it, but I did like Halloween 2018. As we go, it went over before. I think I gave it like it was over. I think it was like a five point five out of ten. I no, think. it wasn't a five. It was a six. I give it a six out of ten. I think you went up then. I, I swear I just gave it a six originally. I could be wrong. I have to go back and look. But I, I swear I gave it a six because it was slightly above average. I enjoyed the movie. I wasn't over the moon about it like the professor was like 9.95. He said it was better it was. than the original Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. No, you can't go over that far. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. So anything over a five is a good movie. Like, yeah. honestly, because that's halfway for me. I'm just saying. And so with this one, I have the same hopes. So, although we were told that it was going to be a little more brutal. And we were told that it was going to be uh, a social commentary on the evils of social media. And we did not get that spoiled for us in the trailer, at least. We got the how he survived spoiled for us, unfortunately. But from what we saw also that I said that spoiled some of that scene, we did see some brutality. So they, they, they're they keeping their promise. So for me, I'm, I'm going to go in it with that this is going to be a good movie. I don't think it's going to be great. I don't think this is... And like I said, I didn't think 2018. I know there's a lot of people who did, but most people are following in my area somewhere between the five and seven reach. And then there's a good group of people who are following that. You are one of the few people that's below a five and you're super below a five on the movie. I just, I just never have gotten like, like, like how you were so low on the movie. Here's the thing. I mean, I know you always joke around and say I'm the heel and that I hate everything, but you know, when it comes to horror movies, I I think in general, like how could you think the grudge was better than this? I didn't mind it. And like the more the, I'm, and I'm talking the, about the 2019 version. Yeah, right? I've watched that a few times since it came. Or 2020. 2020, that yeah. That came out right before That's the movie that shut down the world, actually. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was the grudge that caused that. It was a, they had one great death in it. But I sat there with you. I was like, oh, this is bad. I, and I don't think that was a good movie by any stretch, but it just I've seen it several times, and I just... I. 
I don't think it's great. I don't think it's horrible. I just think it's just there. It just is. It's not as good as any of the other grudge movies, but I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's it's damn near unwatchable. There's like there, <sighs> that's there how I feel a, about Halloween 2018. Right, but even here's though the I've problem. It I think it's, I, I know exactly how <laughs> bad is that. See, I have not watched the Grudge again because if I'm going to watch it again, I'm going to watch it for the two seasons. Now I'm not, I'm not even saying this is the worst movie. I'm just saying I bring it up because it's the movie we saw together that was the worst of all. Right. I I, I literally thought Annabelle uh, comes home was better. Yeah, which, and I've watched that a few times since it which hit. I will and say I this, actually I, I don't, don't mind it I as much. I still don't like that movie based on the fact that it was just an infomercial. I don't like that that's like what they the did. Action. Yeah, I like the action. The I like the story. The atmosphere was good. The acting was good. The problem was good. that I had was instead of focusing on the story, we got an infomercial for all the things for that they upcoming. probably hoped to do in the Conjuring yeah. universe. Which I'm kind of starting to think maybe now that might not be happening. But you never know. Maybe it will be. But yeah, I didn't like that either. It was a commercial. Um, but as many times as I've watched this, because it's been on like HBO or something um, for, for a while now, and I've seen it several more times, and I actually enjoy it. I, I don't hate it. I think that it's it's um, it's definitely Once better again, than Annabelle Creation. It's, just, it's better than The Grudge. Yeah, uh, it's, it's I mean, better than The Grudge. I yeah. mean, The Grudge is also better than Fear.Crap and also <laughs> uh, Chernobyl Diaries. Yeah. Both of those are probably the worst horror movies I've ever seen, and that's including like B and C movies. But I rate those a little differently, anyways, because they're B and C movies that I know are going to be slapstick. But Man. whatever. I'm just saying, I just don't, I don't get like. Eventually, it's got to be about you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but, just saying because you're the only one that thinks it's that bad. Everybody else is like it's either good to great. I I don't get the great portion, but and I don't it's understand good. it. I don't understand how everybody but me likes this movie because he he's a there's some badass michael myers killing action uh, the story actually yeah. story believe it or not for for fucking for once in a horror film you gotta remember you gotta there's a couple of logical points but outside of that it's a pretty logical story you know like I getting think rid of maybe the I slap the, getting rid of the cheese dick portion of the story yeah where he's like got some tele, telepathy and stuff was yeah. actually the best that they had because if you think about it he's just a killing machine like what would you do if you just like i understand the stalking and stuff was gone but here's the thing you just spent 40 you so you you fantasize you killed your sister like i'm just going through the timeline quick no, no whatever you come back on halloween next because we're going by the storyline that we've established now you murder what five people Right, you tried to murder six. <laughs> no, but anyways, you tr you murder five. You get caught in this storyline. He gets caught. You go back to the sanitarium where now you sat there for what forty years, not killing a motherfucker. But you fantasize from the you killed your sister because you had it in you. You then fantasize that for what was it eighteen years or whatever it was before he got out and like right roughly. I mean, I could be a little forty. Off. For no, no, no. The first time. Oh, the first time it was uh, fifteen years. Fifteen I think. years. Okay, so I was a little off. So fifteen years, right? You, you, you fantasize, you get out, you get to murder five more people. Then they put you up for 40 years. So in your head, now you've definitely got, it's like that, it's like the shark that gets a, the taste for human blood or the tiger that gets a taste. You know, you're going to keep coming back to the well. So when you get out, that, that pent up frustration has got to come somewhere. And I thought they did a good job of making him evil as fuck because he kills a kid in this movie. I think that we're my... Although if he would have stabbed the baby, that would have put me over. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I think what my biggest issue with it, I've said this before too. If it if it was a if it was like a third movie in the Rob Zombie timeline, I probably wouldn't have had as big of a problem with it because I wouldn't have had any hopes for it to begin with. But the <laughs> fact that you're bringing Jamie Lee Curtis, did back, you set your bar too high? Is that the problem? I think that problem? maybe it was because they promised that it was going to be the original Michael Myers. It was going to be the original Halloween brought back. He was going to be the shape. He he's absolutely the shape. He's going to be in the shadows. It's going to be full of suspense. It's going to be full of atmosphere. And then we got what we got. 
I don't he's know, front and center. Pretty... You see his face over and over again without the mask on. You well, they, see. You got to build this. You got to build that. But, but there mean, was no suspense built. There was became, no. What do you mean? Shape. There, was, that there great, was no. There's that stalking. great scene in the backyard. That was stalking. That was cool. I maybe because the rest of the movie was so bad that I just didn't think that, I mean, that had anything. Even even the third act in the house, like he's. I thought he's, that was horrible. I thought they executed that movie just or that that portion of the film. Uh, absolutely see, that's terribly. that's where we disagree. I thought that that was pretty good suspense because you don't know where he is. He's bobbing around. He's bobbing and weaving, even when she's hurting him. But then you got to see how what a badass Jamie Lee Curtis did. Because the, once again, the story, and I know that you didn't like the story, but think about it. The story does make sense. You are going to do one of two things if something that traumatic happens in your life. You're either going to revert and go into a hole and never climb out, or you're going to become super aggressive. You know what I mean? She chose the latter, and it was actually a really cool story to see because we always see the other one. We always see the story where the person becomes, oh my God, I'm going to stay in my hole and I'm never going to come out and I'm scared and I'm hiding in my, on the run all the time. Like me during COVID? Right, but but, no, but you know what I mean though, right? I'm, are you saying I'm a final girl? Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> but outside of that, but think about it. I like That's what we normally see. So to see the opposite end of that where the, uh, the, the, the original victim becomes now almost in a way the hunter. Like in that house, you know, and her daughter, who who you think is kind of weak at times, but then just plays that shit off and is gangster as fuck. Like, it's it's a kind of a cool, like, I'm just saying, it's a cool dichotomy to what we normally see in those movies. Usually you see the final girl run and the final girl digs deep for that one moment. But whenever you see the final girl in another movie, she's all fucked up. Yeah. I.e. Friday the 13th Part 2. When we yeah. see the survivor, she's like... Oh my God, I'm in my house. Everything creeps me out. And then, I mean, she dies, so she was <laughs> she was right for it. But at the same point in Juncture, like, why live your life like that? We're, we're now we're seeing the badass who's hoping this motherfucker comes back. She built a house to trap that man in. <laughs> she was hoping he was coming back. Which also made no sense. But that's gangster. That's different. Why would he even, even if she was still in Haddonfield, if she was on the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere, how would he know to find her I, there? I guess, guess what, though? I have to give it this credit. The happenstance and logic for it worked. So, like, the initial one is she's hunting him, and he sees her. He isn't going to forget the person who got away. Remember, you just talked about it. He stalked. He, he was, he was, that was, that was his, that was his uh, that was Moby his Dick. That yeah. was his Moby Dick. That was the big white whale. That, that's what it was. And he, she got away. So, of course, he's going to notice her, right? But then she gets a shot off on him. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> gets him in the shoulder. But fast forward, the reason he ends up at the house is kind of logical because of the, the fucking doctor. They pick up the girl, he kills the cop, and then he takes her there because he wants to see her in action against Laurie Strode, remember? Because that's why he's so interested when he finds her. I mean, it makes some sense. It really actually fucking does. That doctor. Oh, my that guy, God. It was, it, that guy was horrible. But at the same point, what Joker, were they thinking? But the, he was the bridge to be logical, which is weird. I get it. But that's maybe why you didn't like it because you don't like that doctor. But at the same point, Juncture, think about it, it made a logical sense. Yeah. So he got there, and then that's the nearest house. And then he just discovers, oh, shit, it's you again. All right, finish business. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't feel the atmosphere. I didn't, Shall we dance? I didn't, I didn't feel the suspense. Uh, you okay. know, the original movie, the, you know, we just got done doing a countdown of the top scores. The scores are a big character in all of those movies. They are what sets the suspense. They're what makes those movies as creepy as they are. And people said that they loved John Carpenter's score. I didn't even hear it. I've seen that movie, seriously, probably 30 times now. And I still don't hear the music in it. I don't hear the music in music, it. But whatever. It doesn't it doesn't pop yeah. out like it did in the original. We'll have to agree to disagree because you bring it up all the time. But yeah. I'm just saying, at some point in juncture, we got to admit that it's Mike C. If you agree with Mike C, drop us a line. One of the yeah. social medias. Come on. 
All right, moving on because I'm getting anxiety <laughs> and agita. So, oh, jeez. Uh, so the new uh, there's a new Stephen King adapt- uh, adaptation coming out. Uh, it's going to be called Chapelweight. And uh, this is going to be the story of Jerusalem's Lot, which is the prequel to Salem's Lot. Uh, it's going to be premiering on Epics on August 22nd, and we'll star Adrian Brody. We got Ooh. our first trailer for that. Okay. Did you get a chance to see that? I did not see that one. It looks okay. It looks okay. It looks like it takes place like way before. It's it's definitely a prequel. Like It looks like it takes place in maybe like the 1800s. That's cool. So it's a period piece. So is Adrian Brody the vampire, or is he the hero of the movie? It looks like he's going to be the hero. Okay. I'm just curious, because he uh, could play either role, in yeah. my opinion. I think he's going to kind of be like the Van Helsing type. I'll have to check the trailer out. So. Uh, it looks good. Epix is doing some big things in the horror realm. Got to yeah. be honest. They, they have that deal with Blumhouse yeah. for some movies, and now they got some They've Stevie always King played stuff. a lot of horror movies on it. It's just people don't right. realize Epix exists. But here's the thing. Now they're getting a lot of horror originals. Yes. So they have the Blumhouse original deal that's coming there, and then you also have this now. Yeah. And I've heard that they've got another Stephen King one in the... Not that decided, but they have another Stephen King movie adaptation. Coming. I think I did hear that, too. I don't... I, they, they haven't named which book, because they, they... I don't think they've even decided. They just... When they, sign, when they ink this deal, I think they inked a two-dealer. I just hope it's not The Shining. Uh, well, I hope, well, we don't need the shining. No, I know. I at this point, juncture after, uh, Dr. Sleep, I think we're good. You know what it might be? The Joe Hill written. Joe Hill directed. Maximum Overdrive? Yes. Oh, I hope so. Stephen hope King so. produced. Stephen King produced. Ah, I'm in. Yep. Or, well, we, uh, or, all jokes aside, Joe Hill really wants to do that movie. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe they won't go the Stephen King route at all. Maybe they'll just be involved. And of course, the the remake of Freddy's Dead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it could be. Which but I really think I, which is also Stephen King produced. Yes. Directed by Joe Hill. Yes. Written by Rob Zombie now. Yes. Uh, produced by Fetty Alvarez. <laughs> Executive produced by Fetty Alvarez. Starring Jane Levy. Starring Jane Levy as, as Nancy. We might have some trouble getting that one. But we'll put it together. <laughs> well, Joe Hill could talk her in. Yeah. Mike Flanagan's doing so. He's writing too. You and I could be kind of persuasive too. Yeah. We'll just we'll step in and we'll, we'll step out. up. We'll hop out for the team, uh, <laughs> starring Elijah Wood as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, as much as I'm joking about that, that could actually happen. It could happen. I, 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 I believe it or that. not, though, I might not. I'm not actually upset about that. Depending upon how they do the makeup, I'm not upset. And the reason why yeah. is because Elijah Wood has been really good in horror movies, and he's a big horror movie fan. Yeah. So there's no reason to think that he would fuck that up. Yeah, it would be a different take, but you know, we eventually that's got to happen. If they're going to keep going with nightmare movies, yeah, it will have to. Happen. We have to. I think what we need to do. Okay, I'm going to throw it out there. If somebody wants to make this, if somebody wants to steal this, I, I don't care because obviously this is a lot of money. What you need to do, and Robert Englund has said, if he would do another movie if it was passing the baton. So we take him up on his offer. Basically, you go with that he is possessed by a demon because he is a demon. He's a dream demon. Yeah. So he's become a demon. That demon who had to, he allowed to enter his body, and I know we did those little three creatures, you get rid of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. You just make it like Conjuring style. There's a demon in him. When he died, he was so evil that fucking hell said, we're going to make you a demon. So here, here's the demon that willing to corpse your body. You'll be in people's dreams. Because that could, that could so, happen. So, so what you need to do is Jason being, goes to hell. <laughs> but no, no. What I'm saying is what you need to do, though, is we need to pass it on. Yeah. So Freddy is still killing people. Like, this is how you open the movie. Freddy's still doing Freddy things, right? And it's like he's getting, but you can tell he's getting ran down. Like, he's been doing it for a while. He, You know, tell that story because it's got to happen in everywhere. Not, 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 not quite the Danny Glover, I'm getting too old for this shit, although that would be a great line. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. So he's like, so now he's going to try to find a replacement. So you have him start stalking serial killers' nightmares and then you, into their victims and kind of going out and he finds the perfect one. That would be and interesting. Then, and then as he goes to kill him, he goes, now you're, instead of killing the motherfucker in the end of the movie, you're like, okay. Guess what? There's fates worse than death. Yeah. 
here, here, now you're the dream demon. And then you end the movie with the new guy as, as the new dream demon. But you have to show him because that way when you make the next movie with the guy, you, you know that it was passed. The baton right. was passed. There's one big problem with that. And it's not that I disagree with you because I think that's the way to go with it. There's one problem, though. What? Nobody's going to accept anybody but Robert England as Freddy Krueger. But if he passes the baton, I think we could we could capitalize off of it. I don't know. I I, I, I agree you with you. How... Ready for this? I agree with you in essence. But I feel like if there's a baton pass and he's completely behind it, and this is something that he signed up for and is on board for, I think the people are smart enough to realize that he can't do it anymore. You know, here's the thing with this. Here's the thing with this. Um you make these movies if you do this it's going to make big bucks it's going to oh, make a lot of money and if they if they ended up baby. making a sequel to it and let's just say it's elijah wood and elijah wood is the sole starring freddy krueger at that point and moves on that will make money despite what people are going to are going to say about it mm-hmm. the problem is is people are going to be on twitter and on social media you know all these different platforms and they're going to be just tearing it apart you're going to have to just not listen to them because it's going to make money no matter what you're just not going to be able to listen to these masses of people on on social media that are tearing it up just make your movie. If that's the way you're going to do it, you're going to have to ignore what people are saying and just go forward with it. Otherwise, it's going to get torn to pieces because you know that people in our generation are not going to accept it. There's two people that you can't replace in horror. Robert England as Freddy and Doug Bradley as Pinhead. It just, it's just a fact. I, I got you. But once again, if you, we've never done these right. I don't think we've ever passed the baton right. I think that that can change the game. Because once again... I and think it will people, if they just ignore people on I, social media and push forward. Right, right, right. Here's the thing, though. I think once you get it, people... Once again, it's not about worrying about what people are going to like when they're talking about it and we're fucking pitching ideas like this. It's worrying about, okay, what we need to do is just make it happen and then go there. Or, and that's what you need to do. You just need to make it happen and go there. What about this as an idea? What if it ends up being some sort of a prequel? And you get a new actor playing him, and that actor continues on throughout the movies. I think you still have to have Robert England involved. Because I don't think without the physical, like, his stamp on it, which means he plays Freddy Krueger, and he passes the baton. If he's in the same movie, and he's Freddy, and he's also out there going, this is what I want, because obviously that's the only thing he'll sign on for, right? Yeah. And he said that. He's been very clear about that. So I don't know if he has to be in the whole movie, but he has to be in enough Maybe where he we see him, Maybe where he goes we back see him thinks- on... At, right. My, my thing is, we have to see him. I would like to see it in the new age, only because then you can do so much more with it. Yeah. Because then you're you're kind of handcuffed by prequel. But here's the thing. If you do this, if you can make that happen, once again, I feel like if you shoot it, the fans will be behind it. Because the biggest gripe they had with the remake wasn't Jackie Earl Haley as much as that Robert Englund didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, people were like, well, not only is this guy not Freddy Krueger, Right, so that comes in, but not only is he not Freddy Krueger, but the real Freddy Krueger don't like it. Whereas if the real Freddy Krueger passes the baton and the movie's good, people are gonna go, "I'm fucking in." There's no way they're not. A lot of people hated the makeup on Jackie Earl. Oh yeah, that too. too. But but you once know what? Again, he looked like a burn victim. Right, it, but what, he looked more realistic. He did. But once again, I want to point out: if you have the baton passing moment, people will come. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so I know you're you're a big fan of this this next story. Oh, I'm a fucking huge fan. Big fan of this one. A screen worn Jason Voorhees mask worn by the one and only J- uh, Kane Hodder in Jason Goes to Hell sold at an auction this past week for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. But that's not all that the buyer paid. No, no, no. Because apparently you pay premiums when you when you uh, buy something in one of these things. So he ended up actually spending he or she I think it was a he 
uh, ended up spending $225,000. Apparently, there was $45,000 in premium fees. $225,000 for a Jason Goes to Hell mask. Screen worn. Screen worn. We'll say that at least. First, before I go further, statement, fuck Sean Cunningham. <laughs> I got my one in. I'm surprised that he was he allowed this. this uh, I, I got one in. Okay. Two. Why? He'll probably sue Kane. Why? why? Well, he probably won't. Why? Why for this? Like, like that movie was bad. Like, well, <laughs> and that mask looks like poop. Now, is this concluding the silicone portion of it or just the, the hockey, hockey mask? mask? Oh, man. That's, it's even worse. I, I mean, if it was the whole apparatus that was screen worn i mean obviously it'd be torn up a little bit i could i, w- I still wouldn't get it no, that's I not the understand. worst part that's not the worst part the worst part was that they were predicting it was only going to suffer i think it was 10 to twenty thousand. it might have been 20 to 30 Ooh, this, but i think so it was 10 to 30 what you're saying this guy paid over two hundred thousand more than what it was estimated for <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> well, he must have just come right in uh, guns blazing you know just but give it to me for this much dude for two hundred twenty five thousand, i need the original hockey mask from three i would need kane hotter to come with it <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spend that kind of but money. No, but you just, just put them in my corner. I feel like the hockey mask, the first, the original screen worn hockey mask from three, the first time he's ever yeah. worn the mask. That one could go for that price. Maybe uh, the uh, the cut into one from Final Chapter. Yeah, that could go yeah. for that price. A uh, slightly less price, I would actually say five. Because it's a different mask. Yeah. Because the blue one. So I mean, but I wouldn't pay two twenty five for that. But no. I can see it going for like a hundred, right? But, but like, but, but the ninth but the movie, nine the most hated the one in the entire the movie, series. Jason's in it for Jason in Jason form is in it for a whole whopping like ten or fifteen minutes. Was it even that much? I don't think. Well, I I'm, thought it was I'm, like I'm, maybe I'm, like I'm talking about one all, or two minutes. I only I'm only counting it because of the mirrors. Every time oh, you yeah. walk by a mirror or a window, you could see his reflection, which was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's true. So you that did count happen. Those scenes too in the beginning and the end, and then those. But anyways, yeah. And most of the time, he was being vomited in, in people's mouths. Really? Well, at least we know where the conjuring got the vomiting yeah. into people's mouths. Yeah. Well, we owe it to that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I, I just think this person's crazy, but kudos to you. I guess congratulations <laughs> on wasting $225,000. All right, so we're going to file this next one under the category of no. The Purge franchise creator, James DeMonico, spoke with the Daily Dead this past week or recently, and uh, he told them that the Forever Purge, get this, may not be the final movie in the oh, franchise Oh, man, that was all. a big surprise. No. Well, you got to talk us about it. No. Shocker. No way. I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. But, uh, well, there's no surprise there. We're talking about it as we record now. It is the 4th of July, Sunday, July 4th. Yes. Uh, so that's for those of you who are on Patreon, you will get this July 4th night. I don't know if you'll listen to it because you're probably going to be like me barbecuing, but whatever. And for those of you who don't, it's going to be July 5th or later. But just know when we're doing this. So as we're doing this, we're dealing with estimated numbers from the box office because it's a Sunday. And it's also considered a holiday weekend, so they're doing the three and four days. Because of that, because a lot of people have Monday off. So the three-day taken, so far estimated taken, for the per, for the Forever Purge, sorry, is $13 million. They are saying that with the fourth day, it'll be $16 million. And it had an $18 million budget. So they're $2 million off on opening week for making their budget back. So this movie's going to make money. So no shit yes. they're going to be doing another one. They didn't spend a lot of money. They've made most of these movies for under $20 million. They've always made their investment back. And that is how you stay in business in Hollywood. So I am not shocked in the least that there was another movie. As a matter of fact, I think that we on this show, when we heard that this was going to be the last Purge movie we all months ago, eyes. we all chuckled at it and went... <laughs> Yeah, right. I believe that shit when I see it. Yep. 
I think we actually did say that on air. So, um, but yeah, he uh, he pitched an idea to Jason Blum. He thought of some idea, and he pitched it to him, and uh, he said to begin writing it soon. And uh, he basically said if the fans want it, they're going to get it. I mean, the fans so. are there. Let's be honest. There's fans are there. They're, the fans were there for the TV show, and, and USA dropped the ball on that. Yeah, and canceled it. That I was would, such I a was good hoping, show. I was hoping that show would find a home, and maybe still will on one of these streaming services. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch know. If, it. I, I mean, Shutter might be in the running, but I would say it would be like I would with think the that streaming would be a wars. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. With the streaming well, actually, wars going on, USA is owned by NBC Universal. It'd be Peacock, probably. No, they're not owned by NBC. Yeah, they are NBC Universal. Yeah, USA is. Yeah. USA. Yeah, so that would be a Peacock original. So that'd be fine. The Peacock uh, needs shit. But I'm just saying, even if not, sell that shit to the highest bidder. I mean, yeah. uh, they all are looking for original Netflix content. Netflix would the, make something like ne- that. Netflix, Hulu, because that's the rated R arm of uh, Disney. Yeah. So they, they're always looking for something to break them away. Uh, listen, they did Modoc recently, and that was very uh, adultish. Um, also, uh, you know, you, you got, you know, HBO Max would be in the, like, everybody would be in the running. It's whoever we want to dump the most money into it so you can make the best product, and that's what I would go with because there's already a built audience. Now, normally, I don't say that a TV series that's a spinoff or inspired by a major motion picture is good because most of the time it fails miserably. I agree. I would almost go so far as to say that that series, the TV series, was better than any of those movies. Yes, because you got time to spend with the characters. Yes. And this movie franchise and then the series is very big on you liking the protagonist and despising the antagonist. And it is very big on the the human nature. Think about it. We they spend a good time, even in the movies, I'll give them credit, giving you background story. And there's never been one word. There was the person we were following, the protagonist, where I didn't feel like I didn't want them to succeed. Like, oh, I don't care about this character. They've always done a good job with that, at least. You know what I mean? Right. And and tying things in. We'll give them that. And with the series, because they had longer with more episodes and more time, you really could flush out those characters. So I love that first season of the series the most because we got, I fell in love with those characters. Yeah. You know, you had that couple that was conflicted. Yeah. You had, you had the, the brother looking for his sister and then you had his sister qualm with being on the bus with yeah. <laughs> those crazy gig. and also because it was on network television well sub network it's it's not quite network network because it was on there you know what happened they came up with good ways to do the kills yeah because you know what you could have done the blood and guts because i mean walking dead has done it so i'm sure you could have gotten away with it but i like the fact that they did some off-screen stuff and you saw something in the shadows because then your mind made it worse right like in the movies i feel like and i mean i, I guess you have to do in the movie because you're paying for it but in the movies, I feel like they go over the top sometimes in those in the Purge movies with the kills. Yeah. There's been a couple of them. It's kind of like Saw, almost yeah, hostile exactly. kind of kills. Yeah, I can where see you're like, that. oh, yeah. man, you're just doing that to up the ante. Right. I think it's way more brutal when you get to leave it to the imagination. Because like the the one the yeah, one the one uh, religious girl that comes off the bus and they beat her to death with fucking clubs. Fiona Doris, wasn't it? Or no, uh, it no. was one of the followers. Yeah, it was one of the followers. Stepped Not, in because the yeah. sister wouldn't do Yeah. 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 So she got off. And, they, and then you just see the shadows of them beating this chick to death with fucking golf clubs. And you clubs. see the people on the bus with a horrified look on their face. Yeah, they're mortified. You just see these golf clubs. Except spraying. for Fiona Dorif. Of course, she was loving it. Yeah. It looked like she was having a... She had the O face on, bro. She was great. She had. She was she good. Is she is awesome. She, she is really good. She's very she good. Had, she had that O face on when it was happening. But then the other one, uh, they when they dropped the other girl off, there was like people with chainsaws and shit, and they don't show yeah. any of that. They just leave that all to your mind. Right. Or the one where the brother's driving through the streets, and you just see the guy on fire being drugged behind the car, yeah. but it's only from the infrared goggles. Yeah. So it looks super cool. Yep. I thought that those were good things, and I, I, I agree with you. So That's I would hope somebody... so good. And it's not too late. Somebody could still buy it. I wish I, that would happen. 
happen. I hope so. Especially more if this ends up movie. making more money and it does well, I would like to see more than another movie. That. More than another movie. Oh, I yeah. would like to see a streaming service buy this and do this. I would too. I would too. I agree with that 100%. Uh, bad news H for fans of uh, HBO's Lovecraft Country. That is not going to be returning for a second season, so they have canceled it after one year. I am, but am not surprised. I am, but I, they told a great story in season one. I don't really think that there was a need for season two because the story was so good in season one. Really? I, I didn't also see think, it. Oh, dude, you got to see this. It's, it's, the it's, professor it's, said he loved it, and dude, I figured that anything he loved, I, think, I usually hate. I think so. you'll like it because I think because you like the build. Like, here's the thing. It's not like going to be like our, our classic like slasher movie. Like, so get that out of your head. But it's uh, it's it, it, there's there's some dust, there's some stuff. But you, the story is good. Like, it's just a good story, and this is based a, upon a book. So. It looked uh, Jordan Peelish. Was he involved with this? Uh, I don't remember. I kind of looked Jordan Peelish. Like, so I, there's one. It's like a little girl in like Converse sneakers, and she's got pigtails, and she's like making like a weird. She's always on the pictures that you see, but she's like all like like contorted or something like that she was creepy looking but it looked like something that you would have seen in like us or something like that he, i mean he may have but i don't think he was uh the big thing is this guy big it, you know there's a big uh amount of budget that goes into it mm -hmm. and it, it did really well because i'm looking at it now 7.7 7.1 out of 10 on imdb 88 percent on rotten tomatoes 90 percent on google which you know google's always high uh, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think that they probably thought less is more and you could always revisit it later because that's a new thing. True. You have one season, you wait a little while, you drop it. I mean, Dexter's coming back after forever yeah. to, to finally give us probably a good ending. Uh, we know John Lithgow's back for that, which yeah. is crazy because you know, he was dead, but you know, now we got John Lithgow back. I haven't seen the me, show, so now I know. Oh, you know, you never know. You never knew <laughs> no. Dexter. Everybody's told me that I would like it, but oh. I've never actually watched it. But now I know that he's oh. gonna. He's not gonna make it through it. So, well, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no guessing. That's not. They didn't give anything away because the season four finale is great. Is it? He's in season four, just so you know. But uh, you don't need it. You you know he's gonna die because that's the premise of the fucking show. He right. hunts serial killers. <laughs> right. What else would John Lithgow play but a fucking serial killer? That's he plays true. a Trinity killer. But uh, he's coming back, uh, which is crazy. But I'm just saying. Eh, so I have hopes for it, but it's a little surprising because HBO, whether their series are good or bad, or you don't even hear about them, they just they they cling to those series and they just let them drag on for years. So I'm kind of surprised that they yes wouldn't be bringing no, it back. But though. maybe you're right. Maybe eventually it will come. There's back. been a couple of them that they've done this with. Like Carnival comes to mind. They 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 ended that, was that for a few with, seasons. It was though. a few seasons, but it was still could it could have lasted longer. Uh, I believe that was post. Sopranos, I believe. Yes, I think that was like the first thing that came out after the Sopranos was done. But they're big. They're big on it. only doing five or six seasons tops on a lot of the shows, True. anyways. Uh, they're kind of like British. Yeah, that's how the British uh, sitcoms work. So yeah. HBO does a lot of that. So I'm not surprised, but I am surprised in the same end. So, all right. Finally, this week, uh, Spooky Pinball. If you've never heard of them, look them up. Spooky Pinball is getting ready to release the first ever Halloween pinball machine. I'm in. Did you seen the artwork for this, correct? Yeah, what did. it's going to look like? It did. It looks amazing. Ooh. That's how you do Halloween right there. I'd rather I'd rather watch that. Watch somebody play that than watch Halloween Kills. That's just me. Hating ass Mike. <laughs> well, if you would like to send any messages or any uh, comments to Hating Ass Mike, <laughs> you can do that on our <laughs> Facebook. My name next week, not Spooky Mike. <laughs> Horror Zone 607 on Facebook. Like and share that page. At Horror Zone 607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use that hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about this show. Of course, you can get all the information about what we do at 8122 Productions, including streaming Horror Zone 607 and our other shows on 8122productions.com. Check that out as well. And, uh, of course, last but certainly not least, uh, we have twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Go and follow that, and that wasn't the last thing I mentioned I should because I usually do these together. 
And the other one is if you would like to support us monetarily, you can do that over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including Love is Scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. It is uh, made for Patreon because it can't be anywhere else because <laughs> we would get canceled and taken off and kicked off of every subscriber if we ever played it. So that should just tell you. But you also get Horror Zone 607. You get this show early. Plus, it's got bonus content in it. And then, of course, as we do it unedited. So you guys get a little bit of chatting in between the breaks and, of course, in the beginning of the show. So that's worth it there. Of course, Three Fat Nerds, you get that also uh, uncut, unedited, and uncooked. Uh, lots of funs and giggles over there and so much more over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. And if you're a Horror Zone fan, if you sign up, even if you sign up for the $1 tier, let me know that you signed up because of Horror Zone, and I will send you a Horror Zone 607 sticker on us. That's an you. awesome sticker. It's pretty cool. I've got it. All right, Mike C, that is all I got, so that means it's time for the Horror Zone movie question. That's right. It is trivia time here. So this week, this month, uh, you know, we, as we talked about at the top of the show, uh, we're going to be reviewing the movies of George Romero. So it is George Romero July, and these questions this month are going to be centered around George Romero movies. So that's going to be the theme of the, of the trivia questions this month. So here we go. And we got another, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with another, a, uh, a multiple choice this week. You know, I, I had so much fun oh, doing okay, a multiple cool. choice the last time. We're going to do another multiple choice question this time. In the original Night of the Living Dead, where was the farmhouse located? What city? Once again, in the original Night of the Living Dead, where was the farmhouse located? Was it A, Scranton, Pennsylvania, B, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, C, Evans City, Pennsylvania, or D, Erie, Pennsylvania, or E, Haley Mills, Indiana. Ooh, that's that's a lock. That's a lock. That's a lock. But the answer, is it? Is it? Is it Haley Mills, Indiana? It might very well be, but you will find out right after the break. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. One of the great bands of all time singing about an amusement park. And that's because we are going to be discussing the movie by George A. Romero, the lost movie that is now found, The Amusement Park. So that's coming up here in the second segment of Horror Zone 607. But before we get to that, we've got to answer this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. The question, once again, was a multiple choice question. In the original Night of the Living Dead, where was the farmhouse located? Was it A, Scranton, Pennsylvania? B, 
Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, C, Evan City, Pennsylvania, D, Erie, Pennsylvania, or of course, E, Haley Mills, Indiana. As tempting as it is to pick Haley Mills, Indiana, I know that that's not the case. Uh, so I was t- I'm tossed up between Pittsburgh and Erie, Pennsylvania, because they're kind of in the same location. That's also uh, that uh, George Maris from Pittsburgh. But uh, just because I don't actually know, I'm going to actually just pick Pittsburgh as a safe bet because that's where he's from. So that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Although it was shot in Pittsburgh. It was shot around the uh, Pittsburgh area, Pittsburgh, just yeah. outside. Uh, but the city that was just outside of Pittsburgh, where the house was located, was Evans City, Pennsylvania. Choice C. I didn't even know. I didn't which is also know. where the cemetery is. I had to actually look it up because I thought, I, I didn't realize they were both in Evans City, but apparently they were. Okay. So I didn't even know there fact. was an Evans City. That's yeah. how I, I was like, Erie and Pittsburgh. Erie's not that far away, a couple hours. But uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. There it is. That's that's the horror zone, and that's uh, like I said, I the only game went there. They got so now we are going to talk about the amusement park. And uh, before we do here in talking horror, let's give you uh, <laughs> the rundown and a little background history that it, not even Mike C knew. So I'm going to go with that as well. Uh, of course, this movie was uh, was released in October 12th of 2019, but it had been lost, lost since 1973. Actually, it was found in 2017, but yeah. it wasn't released until 2019, and it was just released on Shutter to the masses uh, here in 2021. So uh, it's got a 52-minute runtime, and there was an estimated budget of $37,000 because you know they don't know the exact budget. And it was uh, the screenplay was by Wally Cook and directed by George A. Romero. Uh, it was starring Lincoln Mazel, Harry Albacker, Phyllis Casterwiller, Pete Chauvin, and Sally Irwin, amongst other people. And uh, yeah, you can watch it currently on Shutter. So, ready for the cool backstory about this movie? I can't wait. There to probably hear this. is the best part about this movie. I'm not even gonna lie. So the uh, the backstory is this: that the movie, the film, was commissioned by the Lutheran Service Society of Western Pennsylvania as an educational film about elder abuse, but was soon shelved. It was considered lost until 2017 when a 16-millimeter print was discovered. The film was restored in 4K and premiered in Pittsburgh on October 12, 2019. This movie was a elder abuse video, educational film, if you will, for the Lutheran Service Society of Western Pennsylvania. Basically, they gave George Romero $37,000 to film them something, and uh, I don't think that he hit his stride of elder abuse at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, abuse, no. Neglect, yes. 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 Very much about a, there is some Yeah, there is some stuff in there, but it's still kind of like he kind of took their money and made a film. Yeah, that, that <laughs> did happen. <laughs> and it never saw the light of day. Not, uh, now, they mind you, they don't say it's because the Lutheran Society was upset. I'm assuming that's the real reason. I'm yeah. assuming they saw this and went, fuck you, man. Just, we're, <laughs> Just you know, like that? Yeah, pretty much. The Lutheran Society said that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> By the way, the plot, <laughs> the plot of this movie, and I'm, I'm going to read it off of Wikipedia, but usually the plots... In the synopsis, or like this long go right. through the movie. Not this. This is what it got. An elderly gentleman goes for what he assumes will be an ordinary day at the amusement park, only to find himself in the middle of a hellish, nightmarish scenario instead. 
That is the exact plot. <laughs> I just want to point out, too, that he, uh, Lincoln Mazel, or however you pronounce his last name, he actually lived until 2009. He was 106 years old when he passed away. Oh, man. So That's he was actually run. still around good just a few years run. ago. <laughs> good so. fucking run. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've come to the time to review this movie. Uh, before we give our numbers, of course, we give our review and then we give our numbers, but we also give numbers from around the internet. And uh, we'll do that here in a moment. Uh, but let's do the review first, if you will. This was the longest 52 minutes of my life. Oh. Can you tell me what happened? Because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't can't know because here's the thing, and I'm going to give this a score despite what I'm about to say. Uh, it was a 53-minute movie, like you said, and uh, five minutes into this movie, it felt like I had been watching it for days. Uh, I made it a half hour. I did not finish this movie because I thought it was so awful. I made it the whole 52 minutes. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how But it wasn't it. good. It was not good. It was... It's, it was. It, it's holding an approval rating of 94% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, too. I just want to point uh, that out. Well, the combined score is 96%. We're going to get to that. I think this was... I, I, I got to be honest. I think this was social media warriors that gave this such a good score. It's got to be. Because it was a political statement that ultimately ended up being made. Uh, yeah, but it's weird because this is so old. But then again, Ramiro, as we'll talk about in George A. Rivera Month, was not a stranger to political... And uh, social commentary. Yeah. Let's be honest. In his films, they weren't. Uh, I just, I don't, I like I said, I didn't get this at all. No. I'm like, this is, it, it was probably better off lost. And the reason I say that, <laughs> no, seriously, the reason I say that is not even for me not watching it. Because I think the legend of this film, because it was lost, was greater than the film was ever going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people always assumed before this film was viewed that this was going to be some kind of wild masterpiece and i understand that people voting on this are probably like the professor and stuff who like really artsy things i guarantee the professor would love this movie. I and he, i told I him that in our chat i think he did he probably did he would give this movie a it's very easy 10 out of 10 it probably but i i just didn't it was just not my fan there's nothing that really there was nothing scary there was nothing even spooky i didn't find myself like the commentary part i didn't really find myself like freaked out by anything that was going on i'm like okay so there's this old man wandering around an amusement park right and, and it's defense, and he's being I mean, tormented but it's still all with the tormenting is like and then you gotta, gotta go is it really happening or not right he just got dementia or something i don't know uh, and in its defense too they've said right along this is not meant to be a horror movie it just was terrifying what happened to him which i disagree with it wasn't i don't think it was terrifying there was nothing terrifying it was you know, old man was being accosted. Know, elderly people that were that were in this park were basically being what's the best word for accosted. It? I wouldn't say accosted, but they were just they're being bullied. Not even so much that they were just being neglected. Like they didn't matter. That's true. That's what it was. That was well, the whole point. Was, is that old people like, don't matter. That's what it meant. Yeah, but I mean, there was there was also like scenes. Well, you probably didn't watch long enough. No, there, I didn't. There are scenes where they're getting fucked with a little bit, but nothing yeah. nothing that I went with. And mind you, I get now if you, when you put it in the big package of it was a, a Lutheran church uh, educational film on elder abuse. You're like, oh, okay, well. I guess I kind of can see it, but if you're going to do that, why didn't you just go to the extreme? Because that's what I think that you would have gone with. You would have just gone with like fucking somebody at home beating the shit out of grandpa because he, you know, put, you know, pooped himself again or something. Yeah. Like, like something like that would be more realistic or in a nursing home. Right. Right. Be, they'd be more realistic than, you know, he's wandering a fucking amusement park and other elderly people and him are being ignored. And then, then people are kind of mean to them. Yeah, like that. That's really the kind of the story of the, you know, like, eh. like, I mean, there's there's more that happens, but that's just what I'm going to say in a nutshell. I just didn't feel whatever. Now, mind you, this is also from 1973. Yeah. So it's, it's really even with the 4K upgrading, it's degraded as shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's it. Yeah. I just once again, 
I think that there's a, there's a lot of nostalgia here, and I'm, we could be wrong. It's at home. You guys could love it. Let us know what you think. We always open that up at the end. Uh, you know, we're always up to, you know, whatever. But I'm with Mike. I just was like, eh. and I wasn't expecting a full-on horror movie either. But I was at least expecting, from the way that they talked about the disturbingness, I was expecting something disturbing. Right. And I didn't get it. I was like, the whole time, I'm like, okay, so where's the disturbing begin? Like, if I get old and that's how they treat me, like, it's shitty, but it wasn't... Right, you know what I mean. It wasn't like something that I was like. Like I thought there was going to be some nightmare scenarios. I thought there'd be something, you know. And but. then I, I, I even at one point, juncture was kind of like, is this like real or is, or, or is this a delusion? Well, yeah, like, because the old very man got to have like some delusion. Is he have some kind of like Alzheimer's or something where he's like well, seeing that's just things because differently? At the very beginning of the film, the the guy comes out and kind of tells you, you know, I'm the actor and I'm going to be portraying this. Like he comes out and he actually says he's like he's he's his real self in the beginning, and then he's like, okay, the movie's about to start, and then you see him the same guy sitting in like a white room all by himself and he's all beat up he's got like scrapes and bruises all over his face and he's all beat up and he walks into the room and sees himself sitting there and he's do you want to go outside no you sure you don't want to go outside no that that's how the movie began so yeah there was something he's talking to himself it was, it was a beat weird. up version of himself it was very weird that's what i said you could you could you could argue that this is possibly some kind of delusion but Either way, it wasn't for me, and I don't think it was for Mike C either. No. But before we give our scores, we already kind of gave the Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes combined score was 96%. Jeez. On Shudder, it's getting 3.9 out of 5 skulls. On IMDb, they got this at a 6.4 out of 10. And on Google, 91% of people like this that voted on it. Once again, I'm kind of... I, I don't know what the fuck people were watching. but <laughs> Social justice warriors. Who knows? That's who it is. Who it's gotta knows? be. Who knows? Because it was a political statement. It was not a good movie. Ugh. I mean, at one point, like they're chasing the guy, but you never, you never feel like I don't know. I, I there's something about it that no, none of these people seem scary to me. They're like normal fucking people, and they kind of beat him up. Like it's, it's. I don't know. It's fucking weird, man. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about it. Uh, before I, I'll, I'll give a score. Ugh. Well, it was shot. <laughs> it, it was in focus for the most part. Uh, knowing that we know that it was an educational film <laughs> and not a horror movie. Uh, I'm trying to dig deep for fucking scores here, but I'm going to give it a one out of ten. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was thinking somewhere along the lines. I, I'll give it a two out of ten because at least it had the amusement park as like the background to it. So it had an okay setting to it. So I'll give it a two out of ten. That's as far as I can go. And that that's paining me to give it that much. Once again, not one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not sub one, but it's like, uh, come on, man. Yeah. I just I, I just I'm just saying. If you're an artsy fan, like I said, if like people are in different things. The the, the professor if he was here probably would have liked this movie because he loves yep. artsy movies. I guarantee you to give it at least a nine out of ten, he, if not he, a ten out of ten. He, he he loves artsy films, let's be honest. Yeah. So if you're in that if you find yourself in that boat, we're not judging you. You might like this movie a lot better than us. I just it wasn't for me I just think that they I think we were promised a bill of goods that we just didn't get delivered to us yeah I mean not bad for a movie that was lost for you know for 40 years for 50 years 50 years yeah not bad well with that being said that was our review if you guys agree disagree whatever let us know let us know what you thought about the amusement park we might even put one of our notorious polls up I'll, I'll, I'll put a poll up tomorrow okay like uh, well obviously when you guys I shouldn't say I should stop saying that on the air when we're you know like assuming that they know when we're recording right <laughs> so when you by the time you guys hear this there'll be a poll up we'll put it up for a week you know so we can have the uh, full-on effect of a week of voting and it'll be what did you think about the amusement park liked it didn't like it that's it maybe uh maybe a blah 
maybe a mid one. Like, yeah. Meh. It's a meh. 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 So was it good, bad, or meh? Meh. We'll put that up on our Twitter account. Can I At, vote? Yes, of course. At HorrorZone607 for that. Also, uh, we're going to, uh, you know, Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page as well. Make sure you're following us over there on Twitter as well. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at HorrorZone607 as well. Hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Oh, and if you leave a comment uh, when, you, with your, with the, when you vote, we'll read it on the air next week as well. Yeah. Kind of give it a shout out. Next week, uh, of course, we will continue George A. Romero July as well. And I do next week is The Crazies. Okay. We're going to watch the original version, not the 2013 or 2010, sorry, 2010 remake. I was, I was looking at Evil Dead. <laughs> the Evil Dead I wish he directed the, the 2010 remake. I'd rather oh, watch the that. The 2010 <laughs> remake is great. Maybe we could do a, a little, you want to do both? No, because that's not as no, compare. You don't want to compare and contrast? We'll do I, can compa- I don't need to compare them. The, ori- you know the, the remake is way better. The way the remake is way better. You know what? In the future, we'll do the remake when it's not George yeah. Romero. Because I, I, I do want to do that one. I do, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I like that it's movie. A, it's a, a great lot. movie. I did not like the but, original. But uh, we're going to watch the original again. We're going to we, maybe we I'll do like it more diligence. seeing it again. Well, maybe, I was maybe very tired exactly. when I watched it the first time. Well, here's the thing. That's I think that's what the best part about this is. We actually do go back and rewatch the movies, even if we've seen them a million times. Because if it's been a few, even if it's been a few years, I've found myself movies that I liked. I found myself now not liking. Or some movies versa. stay the same, and some movies that I really didn't like, and I'm like, dude, that movie was stupid. I rewatched it. I'm like, you know, I kind of had that epiphany when we watched Wreck for the show. Yeah. I kind of was like, I was hard on it. I still think it's overrated because I think people, they put it in this new classification of like, it's up there with like Jaws and Halloween. Oh, and I don't no. think it, I don't think it should be there, but I, I think it's an I excellent think, movie, but, but it's not as you've heard great. me say in the, in the past, I thought it was overrated because of that. When I rewatched, I'm like, it is a very good movie. I just don't like the, I still think it's overrated in the fact that people put it higher than it is. It's still a very good movie though. Like I, I said, I, I would, do believe did I give it. I think I, the last time we reviewed it, I gave it an eight out of 10. Oh, wow. I don't remember you giving it that high of a score. I mean, I, I definitely say it's no, it's seven and a half. It's in my half opinion, it's the best found footage film ever made. I think you're, I think you're right, and um, that, I think that, it's. I'm, I'm also saying that's top against, thirty of all time. That's going against uh, some not very good winners, though. True. So it's like being the smartest person on the short bus. Yeah, maybe, but you know, it's it's uh, to me, it's it's top thirty horror movies. Uh, that and this, if you put though, that in the maybe. sequel together, you know what? That and two, that and two together yeah. is one movie. You know what? Maybe. I, I'm I'm gonna say maybe. maybe have you seen 30. two? It's definitely. I'll put it this way: you. It's definitely top fifty. That's yeah. saying something because there's a lot of horror movies. Have you seen Rec Two? Yes, I like Rec Two better. Yeah, I like Professor says the same thing. I like them pretty much equally. I like I like Rec Two more than I like Rec. Yeah. But anyways, if you put them together, especially, definitely top fifty. I don't want to put it in there right now, but I mean, it could break the top thirty. Is all yeah. I'm saying. But I I will say guaranteed top fifty. Right. And that's a lot of coverage. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, so. I, when we rewatch these things, that's what happens. So cra- the crazies, I might like it, but I'm going to tell you going into it, the one and only time I've ever seen the original, because I've only seen it once. I was not a huge fan. Yeah, it's I struggled not, to stay awake. I didn't hate it per se, but I'm also like, eh. And then I saw, and then after you watched the, re- and mind you, I watched. It, <laughs> I think the biggest problem is I saw the remake first. Yeah, same here. I went back in time after I saw the remake, and the remake was so damn good that I was like, oh, this movie's fucking not not that good. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny how two of Romero's classic movies, the remakes, are better. Yeah, absolutely. But that's going to be coming up next week on George A. Romero 
July. Of course, in between then, you can visit 8122productions.com and you get all that wonderful, wonderful information about Horror Zone 607. We're going to be adding stuff in the future as well, especially now that things are getting opened back up. We may start having some more articles or thoughts or blogs as far as, as a whole at 8122 Productions. Uh, amongst with, uh, you know, we hopefully are going to some places, so there should be some original video content and original pictures on the website coming up in the near in the next couple months as we are getting out and doing stuff again. I just want to throw that out there. We were starting that stuff up and then the world shut down. Yeah. So now we're going to get back onto our jobs now that uh, the world is opening back up a little bit. But you can stream the show right from there if you would like. You can also check out Three Fat Nerds Podcast. That's the podcast that I host. Uh, all things pop culture nerd them with an adult flair, if you will. And then, of course, uh, the, the wrestling show with myself and Ken M. But uh, Spooky Mike C joined us this past week. So check that out. You can get that anywhere. Get podcasts by searching Three Fat Nerds. Or you can go right to the website and it's right there. Uh, of course, uh, we have our local, you know, our friends of the show, like the ODPH, speaking of Ken M, the host of the ODPH. We have that. Go to their website. We have our musical friends who provide us with the, the music that we have. So we have copyright free music for a lot of our stuff. And of course, that's, you know, Tom Jolu, uh, the uh, second suitor, uh, the shot at the robots. And soon Flood to be lands. the Lone Rangers. Soon to be the Lone Rangers or whatever they're going. Damn the kid. Yes. That's the name. So yeah, plugging them. They'll, They'll always be, be the Lone them. Rangers to me. Yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, the Fosters from Melbourne, Australia. Check those guys out. Support them on Spotify, Bandcamp, and uh, YouTube Music. I always want to call it Google Play Music because that's what it was for the longest yeah. time. Now it's YouTube Music. Uh, also, uh, yeah, man. Like, uh, check out. There's all great things. Local sponsors. Like Rex to Rods, you talked about our good friend Dino earlier. Check them out. You, know, you can get uh, get information on how to get your car detailed if you're in the 607. Of course, the people who provide us with the studio here, the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, DragonMasterGames.com for all your gaming needs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tabletop games, card games. It's wonderful. Magic Gathering. Podcasting. Podcasting. You know, We do we, it all. We do it all here. With that being said, thank you to those sponsors as well. And you can find all that at 8122productions.com, including all the links, including the twi- the Twitter, or the Twitch link. That's a Twitter link. You can get the Twitter link there, too, for this show. But the Twitch link, uh, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Go ahead and follow us there. We're going to be doing a horror movie night coming up in the near future. We're going to nail down a date and get you guys on there. I do believe we're going to do a double feature, too. Oh, yes, we are. I thought we were talking double features. So Absolutely. I can't wait to do that. And I know one of them is Lamageddon. Because oh, yeah. I am not That's letting off of Lamageddon. That's a, a lock. lock. It's either going to be the first or the second. It should be the second because it should be the main event showing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And then, uh, also, I know we also have this month, and we got to nail down a date for it as well, the regular 607 podcast movie night, which is going to be Independence Day voted on by the fans. (laughs) So... uh, Uh, Independence Day by the end of this month we'll be watching along live on Twitch and you can listen to us but also if you want to join if you're listening to this on the week July 10th we'll be back live on twitch.tv slash some podcast with UFC coverage as we will be giving our live reactions and commentary during UFC 264 McGregor Poirier 3 I know the coach is joining us and he's going to be draped out in his Irish flag hoping that Conor McGregor cannot lose twice Diesel will also be here hoping that McGregor loses so he can rub it into the coach it's going to be some great show also me and Ken M will be on the call as we always are with everybody else joining in during the show. It's a lot of fun being in the chat. It's a lot of fun listening to us. Uh, we get big listenership for it. Also, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, which we just noted Mike C. was on it this past week. You can come and chat with us about all things pro wrestling. You know what you did not mention on that show once? And I was waiting for the whole What's time. What's up? The dog. Uh, well, you didn't the, say it. The pit 
dog wasn't in news, man. Roman oh. Reigns wasn't in news. That still, way. you got to say it every week on the show. It's like it's like Freddy's dead. Uh, I, I I always do it when I talk. Think about it. I always I have certain things for uh, certain wrestlers. That's my That's thing true. for the big dog. But uh, yeah, I, I this That's week, my favorite part no of the show. Roman Reigns. A lot of NXT and AEW news though this week this past week. That's right. Uh, of course, if you would like to support us monetarily and get bonus content, tons of it for as little as one dollar a month, do that over at patreoncom slash productions. You're not going to regret it. You get the Horror Zone 607 podcast early. Yes, that's right. The day we record it, we put it out, and we put it out unedited, uncensored. You get the raw, raw. You get a little extra of us talking. This week, man, we gave them their money's worth. We talked for like 30 minutes in the opening of the show. Yeah. And it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Some about horror, some about other stuff. It was a lot of fun, and it's a good way to vent and get some cool stuff out there for you guys. And then... We talked during the break on the show, you know, where everybody else. So if you guys want that content for this show, you get that. Plus, you also get the Three Fat Nerds podcast. And that is also uncut, uncensored, and uh, uncooked. And it comes to you early. Same deal. And then, last but certainly not least, you get the two made for Patreon shows. And that is I Love Movies. And, of course, the show that Mike C is on himself. Love is Scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. They're talking all things. Think Love Line, but dirtier. Yeah, it, it really is. And as we gotta Diesel, try to get Adam Carolla, as, on as the Diesel show. points out, he's killed less people than Doctor Drew. Yeah. So there you go. Oof. With that being said, tune in for as little as one dollar. Patreon.com slash eight one two two productions. And if you mark when you come in, send me a message that when you join that says you join because of Horror Zone six zero seven, and I will send you a wonderful Horror Zone six zero seven sticker. He'll do it. And of course, there's other you know there's other giveaways. If you're doing the three dollar tier, the Chubby Chaser tier. Oh, man, we got giveaways this past month. We gave away a pop, and everybody got uh, three Fat Nerds uh, uh, keychains. Yes, and I magnets. saw that. That was cool, too. So we got we got a lot of cool stuff uh, coming to you guys, and it all goes to help do what we do here between the streams and podcasts. So we do appreciate the support if you choose on that. Mike C., I know that was a lot of long-winded, but I, sometimes I got to tell the folks where to find everything. You got to tell it the way it is. Tell Just me. like Jane Levy. We should get her on to we do that. We should get Jane Levy on She can here. tell it the way it is. Dude, I would interview Jane Levy. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Anyways, with I that being said. Bow down to her. Uh, take these fine folks home. I can do that. So thank you, Rich, for uh, for everything you do and for putting in all the hard work that you do each and every week. I want to thank you listeners for tuning in each and every week. We love you. We're so appreciative of it. We hope you enjoy the show. And uh, we will be back at it next week, of course, talking about George A. Romero's the crazies so you don't want to miss that so until then for rich i'm spooky mike c saying have a happy happy fourth of july and until next week see ya